2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21 says, For our sake, he made him to be sin, who knew no sin, that we may become in him the righteousness of God. Jesus saves us by his blood and his righteousness. He fulfilled all righteousness. It's a great exchange. All of my sin is charged to his account, and he pays for it at the cross. And all of his righteousness is charged to my account, and I stand justified before Almighty God. <laughs> You know what time it is, time for another train wreck. Welcome to Not Another Baptist Podcast, a weekly podcast about what two pastors in New Mexico are learning in the trenches of church revitalization. I'm Matt Hensley, the pastor of May Hill Baptist and managing editor for Lifeway Pastors and Grower of Beards and... And I'm Kyle Beerman, the pastor of First Baptist Church Alamogordo, New Mexico and director of replanter development for the North American Mission Board and... Uh, purveyor of a goatee yes and <laughs> together we bring a combined 31 years of ministry experience to the table and we still mess up time and time again yeah you could say that we are experts at what not to do but I'll tell you what Kyle one thing I do try to do with every sermon I preach is to get to Amen. Jesus. Yeah. We kicked off this episode with a powerful clip from H.B. Charles Jr. that got me all manner of fired up, but that's for a couple of reasons. First, we're excited to announce this episode is sponsored by none other than Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary, and you got to hear a little treat from one of their chapel messages because Southwestern is all about preaching the word, reaching the world, and in our opinion, are the absolute pioneers when it comes to faithful text-driven preaching. Uh, yeah, but Matt, you forgot to mention one little something. Oh yeah, that's right. The sun never sets on Swibbit, so you could say the sun never sets on that podcast. Uh, something like that. <laughs> Such a dork. <laughs> How's the family, man? What's oh, on? the family is good. Uh, I shared a couple of weeks ago the sicknesses that we were dealing with, but uh, now the sicknesses are behind us. Everybody is good and well. Church is going well. Um, I've had several baptisms the last couple of weeks, people joining, so that's always exciting. I know that's not happening in Alamogordo, but uh, that's another topic. Uh, you know, difference of pastor, I guess. You know, it's a leadership issue, but... Uh, family's doing good. School's going well. Nobody got kicked off of the bus. I think I shared about that a few weeks yeah, ago. Yeah. Uh, so, so all is well. It's it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. That's sure. awesome. That's awesome. What about you? Uh, let's see. So basketball's wrapped up. So now we're into gymnastics. Yeah. Um, Did you actually go to practice this time? Uh, uh, no, actually, I took Noah to his last basketball game in the same well, night as practice. So um, I had to choose which child was my favorite that night. So. So I drove to Lifeway, and, or drove to El Paso, and, and went and spent some time at Lifeway by myself. Yeah. Um, and spent more money than probably I should, and more money than Michelle probably knows about. <laughs> and uh, then we went to watch basketball. You know what? I'll find out. I don't, I don't think she listens on a regular basis. Yeah. Does Rebecca listen every week? Uh, yeah. Does she, she really? does. That's awesome. Yeah. See, Michelle, otherwise listen. They're supportive. <laughs> she stopped listening after my dig around um, your Christmas tree. <laughs> yes, that's, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's true. probably it. <laughs> All righty, bro. Let's make Swibbits proud and dig into our topic. What are we talking about today, Kyle? 
Yeah, well, today we are diving into uh, text-driven preaching. It's kind of, I guess you could say it's a follow-up to the episode we did a couple weeks back on preaching and stuff. Yeah. And uh, so today we're going to get just a little bit into the nuts and bolts of text-driven preaching. And yeah, I guess we could start out by asking, what is it? What is text-driven preaching? Uh, so I went to Rockbridge Seminary, so I have no idea. <laughs> well, well, <laughs> you, you, you well, went well, to you, you went to let me tell you. the flagship seminary of text-driven yes. preaching. Yes, so. text-driven preaching is the interpretation and communication of a biblical text in a sermon that represents the substance, structure, and spirit of the text. Adrian Rogers would be very proud. Yes, that's uh, amazing. but in other words, it's putting the text. The Bible, the passage you're preaching in the driver's seat, not our own opinions or even our own sermon outline. Sometimes those change based on the text. The text itself is the content, the outline, main idea of the sermon. So let's break that down just a little bit. Yeah, so the first part of that is the substance, right? And that's what the text is actually talking about. And so in text-driven preaching, uh, what the text says and how it says it must drive the focus of the sermon. And then you have the structure. That would be how the individual author, um, Paul, David, Peter, uh, Solomon, whoever, develops and structures the passage. Yeah, maybe he gives us those points on silver platters or offers the structure in various scenes or uh, of a narrative, some of the parallelism that we see in many places like the psalm. Uh, but, uh, but that's really where having a working knowledge of Greek and Hebrew comes in, or... Yeah, once again, something I don't know anything about, so... Or you could just use the Christian Standard Bible, since it's the best translation, and then not even worry about, you know, Greek and Hebrew and Aramaic and... Yeah, I mean, it is readable (laughs) and accurate, but you still need to... I did it again, didn't you? I've tried so hard. I really have. It is readable and accurate, Uh, But you still need to have some handy knowledge of the original languages to find out the various syntaxes and semantic structures of the text. And uh, and I think another thing to remember is that the Greek and the Hebrew texts do not sponsor this podcast. (laughs) And so we are not the official podcast of the Greek translation or the Hebrew translation. Uh, And so we would suggest that you visit csbible.com after the show to find out more about the Bible that is faithfully blending readability, and I'm going to try it again, accuracy, because we are the official podcast of the Word of God. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Now, focus. Back on topic. I can't focus. (laughs) Squirrel. Uh, so let's consider this the spirit of the text then, really the third part of what makes up uh, text-driven preaching. And, and so that's really where the author, uh, we're, we're really trying to consider what the author's intended feel, like the emotion behind the text, giving the text that heartbeat that is behind it. It's where we try to put ourselves in, in their sandals or perhaps in the belly of a giant fish, whatever it may be, and, and find the tone that he is after. You know, we, we might think of something like, you know, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord and just tee off on that for, right. you know, Memorial Day or Veterans Day or something. But that might not be the tone, the context and everything else about the text at all. Yeah, and, and the, the thing that we want to do is that we want to present the text faithfully, right? We, we want to 
we don't want to make the Bible say something that it doesn't say. Like, you know, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. It does and, say that, by the way. It does say that, right. But, but we don't want to rip that out of context and, and try to force that, like, in our case, onto the United States of America when it, it's not speaking specifically about that. So we, we want to uh, make sure we're developing a sermon that's faithful to the text as God intended, as God intended, not our whims, not our opinions. Yeah. And uh, that, that's at least our aim. Right. You know, there's, there's going to be times where we struggle with that. There's going to be times where maybe uh, we kind of miss the mark. But that's our aim. That's the target that we're after is what is God trying to say here in this text? And how is he trying to say it? What's he trying to make us feel and think and do and all of that in the text? That's our, our aim, our goal. And, uh, and as we said a few weeks ago now, when we do that verse by verse, book by book, we will hit each and every possible emotion. I mean, I'm finding that out in Psalms. Uh, it's There's times where David seems downright like bipolar, you know, from the highest of the highest to the lowest of the lowest. So we hit every type of emotion. We hit every topic, every point that we could possibly desire. But it also means that we're going to hit some topics that we would rather not preach on or come to a text that is far more difficult or in our case being a young guy's um, not being Bart Barber right. uh, or somebody like that where we're like uh yeah I really think I'm going to bring in Gary Buckner today and let him <laughs> preach this yeah. text you know or something like that and, and I ran into that uh, just a couple of weeks ago now when I preached Mark 12 verses 13 through 17 on rendering to Little Caesars, what is Little Caesars? Uh, my, my folks got a joke out of that, or, or a little laugh out of that joke. Uh, and my mom was proud, because I had a joke in my sermon. But but yeah, it, it's it's about rendering to Caesar, what is Caesar's, and to God, what is God's. But, but, it, but it, it was in the middle of tax season. I know. So, so it was um, uh, timely and culturally appropriate. It was, and I hate it. <laughs> I mean, I wanted Jesus to say, no, don't pay tax. I mean, that's what I wanted. That's right. You know, because taxation is death. And, and I, I said that. I got a few laughs. Yeah, that, that's and a then, topic for a whole other discussion. It sure is. But, but for real, a topic like that, albeit timely, made it rather difficult for me, in, in that case, to make a beeline to the cross, like we heard from H.B. Charles at the beginning of this episode. And uh, so I want to put you on the spot, Mr. Uh, sweater vest wearing whatever that fedora thing is on your hat, head. Um, how would you preach that sermon in a gospel-centered, text-driven way. How would you preach Render to Caesar? Well, yeah, I mean, like you said, you can't just skirt it, right? I mean, especially not, you know, going through Mark, you can't just say, well, we're just going to, like, lay this one aside. Um, first of all, we see that, that Jesus um, has pointed us to earthly authorities, and that we're to have respect for earthly authorities. And just because we dislike something that the, that the earthly earthly government, earthly authorities are, are doing, as long as that doesn't contradict God's word, we, we are to live into submission to them. And yeah, that means we honor God by honoring Caesar, and in this case, the IRS, right, and, and paying taxes. Um, and, and that becomes, for us as believers then, a gospel witness, as we don't grumble, we don't complain, 
at least not out loud, right? <laughs> <laughs> not <at all>. yeah. <laughs> um, and, and we, I actually said you could complain. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but but we 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 do so with a joyful obedience to to the commands that in this case Jesus Himself gave to us. And, right? and it's kind of like you know, there's the Bible doesn't tell you how to mow the grass, mm-hmm. doesn't tell you how to uh, wash dishes or whatever. But when right. you do these things unto the Lord. With that as your mindset, tending the the land that he gave you, or or the fact that you know one of the things that I've I've shared when I've preached about you know glorifying God in all things, even those mundane things like changing diapers or uh, washing dishes, is the fact that you have dishes in the first place to wash, not just the dishes themselves, but there was something on it. You ate the yeah, memories that you right. have eating. Think about those kinds of things as you do it. Uh, but uh, I, I will say real real quick as an aside, and then I'll show you how, how, how I did it, and probably wrong. People are going to listen to yours and be like, man, I wish he was Pastor Mayo. Uh, <laughs> but then they wouldn't have anybody joining. But uh, no, uh, I, I had a uh, young man come up after the service, and they joined. And one of the things that he said is he was waiting for this text. Hmm. Not because he cared about it, and, and, you know, was an IRS agent or something like that. That would have really freaked me out. Uh, but he wanted to see if I was going to be as faithful to the text mm-hmm. on something like that. You know, that doesn't necessarily have a great application of it. Right. Pay your taxes yeah. and honor God. Uh, you know, some of those kinds of things. But also one that he said as a young guy and especially as a young family, some of those kinds of things. You're probably not the biggest fan of taxes right. in general. Yet you were still, you did not miss a beat. Just like you preached the week before, and as I suspect you'll preach next week, you yeah. still were faithful to the text. Wow. And that's why they joined. And uh, he was holding off for, for that. And I was like, well, no pressure. I'm glad you told me that after <laughs> no I preached. But, but here's how I did it. The substance of my text was this idea that as citizens of, of any nation, you know, and I, I use the example that we have to remember the context there with, with Rome. We, we want to look at how evil... New Mexico can be with with some of the abortion stuff going on New New York and, and some of the things happening uh, that that we can say how godless America seems to be. Uh, we have to also consider what Rome was like, right. and so this text should have been just as faithfully preached in America as it would have been in China under you know oppressive government and so forth. So I was trying to keep that as as kind of the forefront of our mind. But but as citizens of any nations. We have a responsibility to, in this case, pay our taxes. We have a higher responsibility, though, to God because as His people, we are made in His image. We're stamped with His image on our life, just like that Daenerys has the image of Caesar. And so my structure was simply the trap set in verses 13 and 14, and then the trap failed in verses 15 through 17. And so I got to alliterate kind of cheating. I mean, just because I use the same word. I don't, I don't think that's truly Adrian Rogers-esque, but it worked for me. And uh, and so the spirit of all of that being that our Christian duty is to give honor where honor is due, but not forsaking our privilege as God's people. And so I shared that, yes, we need to pay our taxes, but then we can affect change through the voting booth and, and through writing our elective officials and, and all of that kind of stuff. But as for getting to the gospel... I pointed out that the denarius belonged to Caesar because, well, it had his picture on it. However, we belong to God since we have his image on us. So, yes, we give to Uncle Sam what is Uncle Sam's, but 
He doesn't own us. Right. God does, and He demands far more than our 15 or 20 or 30 percent taxes or, or whatever it might be. He denies. He He demands everything. He demands that we deny ourselves, take up our cross, follow Him with our everything. Yeah. And uh, so, so how did you land that plane? Then at the end, with a detour to the gospel. <laughs> no, no, I, I got some some laughs here, but I said as we prepare to close, if there's anyone here today that's not a Christian, I wish I could say that if you come to Christ today, you will not have to pay your taxes on <laughs> April 15th. And I said that the altar would be full, yeah, and some of right. you that, that have been saved, you're going to come down and get yeah, saved again right. and again, probably three times. Just It'd be awesome for your ACP uh, numbers. It right would be there. great <laughs> for the ACP. Uh, but I said that I can't. I can't do that. On the contrary, I call you to come and deny yourself, take up your cross, follow Jesus with your whole life, even your tax returns, as you said, with a joyful heart. Then I gave an invitation. And, uh, and and did you fill the altar with folks ready to pay their taxes? No. Uh, in fact, that's a funny story. I told you about that guy that came forward. Here, here's what's crazy about it. So we normally do a song, you know, the invitation song. And I'm, 43 verses of Just As I Am. Just standard. As I Am, over and Absolutely. over and over again. I, I'm not probably the best when it comes to knowing when to cut it off, when to, you know, whatever. Uh, and so usually after a verse, I start making my way back up to the stage, you know, if I haven't seen anybody move. And, uh, and so I've turned my back as they're singing the very last few words of this song. And I turn my back and start walking back up and I'm turning my mic back on and everything else. And, uh, and the, the music people are like shaking their hands at me like, no, 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 no. <laughs> And I'm like, what? And I turned around, and there's two people there. <laughs> and so they're ready to join the church. And I was like, no, you have to no, wait until sorry. next week. Sorry, sorry you missed it's the over. <laughs> you missed it. You've got, to, you've got to get off that fence and do it now. And uh, But anyway, uh, they, they joined, and, uh, and it, was, it was great. That's awesome. So, well, I mean, it's, you failed, but it was great. <laughs> yes, so, it was a fail. Um, so if you're a preacher listening to this, uh, we encourage you to check out PreachingSource.com. Uh, a preaching website that is that was set up by Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary, and on there they have tips and tricks for for text-driven preaching, um, sermon structures, sermon starters, like we talked about a couple weeks ago. But but whatever you do, by all means, preach Jesus. Some texts are going to be harder than the, to do that from than others, uh, but Jesus is the only answer, and He screamed out from Genesis to Revelation, or as. As Sally Lloyd-Jones says in the Jesus Storybook Bible, every story whispers his name. He's there. Yeah. Um, so don't, don't miss him yeah. in the stories. And to the rest listening, those of you that aren't pastors, pray yeah. for your pastor. Um, pray that he does that. Pray as he aims to do that. Um, because I, I think that I can speak for... I know I can speak for Kyle and I, and I'm pretty sure I can speak for each and every pastor that's listening to this. We need it. Yeah. Uh, but it is time to hop off this train. We're grateful that you took the time to listen in today. And if you haven't, be sure to subscribe on iTunes or wherever podcasts are found. You can also visit us online at notanotherbaptistpodcast.com or on Facebook under Not Another Baptist Podcast or on Twitter at NAB underscore podcast. And we also encourage you to visit again, csbible.com and preachingsource.com. And we'll put those links in the show notes as well. Kyle? Yeah.
Well, until next time, may your coffee be as black as night and as bold as the gospel you declare.